You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It's I, DJ Impact, and Sin City Steve. That's all you get. Okay. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Sorry. Um, yeah. Matt Michaels, it's it's uh birthday, so he's celebrating, and um, I guess Simon Street caught the sickness. So that's uh that's that. So anyway, yeah. thanks for everyone for hanging out with us today. If you're with us live, make sure you throw your comments into YouTube live, Facebook live, and Twitch, and we'll try to get them in as we can. And if you download the podcast, thank you for downloading and listening to it. All right, Sin City Steve, we're going to kind of change up kind of how we normally do wrestling talk with segments, being that it's just us two. We're just going to just kind of ramble about a few things we saw this week in wrestling. Might as well kick it off, though, with NXT this past weekend with Deadline which, of course, they introduced a, a new sort of match, the Iron Survivor match, which the number one contender gets an NXT championship match. And the winner for the women's was Roxanne Perez. For the men, Grayson Waller. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't see neither. Really? <laughs> I, I didn't see neither, man. Really? Um, Roxanne, don't get me wrong, perfect, good choice. I kind of thought it was going to probably be more of a, um, uh, Indy, I thought maybe she was going to kind of be the one that was going to kind of squeeze her way through there, but Thankfully I'm okay. Not. <laughs> I know, I know, but, uh, but yeah, Roxanne, I mean, and then with Grayson, dude, I mean, dude, I, he, he's ready. Oh yeah. Ready. Um, I, I didn't see that one, and that's only because I I was I wasn't thinking like a uh, I wasn't thinking in a in a in the corporate TV manner. I was thinking of a fan. As a fan, I was going Carmelo is going to win this thing. Not thinking. Wait, okay, yep, <laughs> you know, exactly. runs of a face. You're not going to do. You know, so I didn't think about that. But how they did both of those matches. Uh, was great. I thought this was a a, a cool way to introduce a new match uh, uh, for this event. Uh, what was your take, man? Did you have any shocks? Did you know this is how it was going to turn out, or, or what was your take overall? So realistically, I mean, out of out of the people that were in the match, mm -hmm. um, in all seriousness, I don't follow the NXT product uh, week mm -hmm. to week. Um, however, uh, I I did. Uh, get to watch this show. And I, I'm, I'm very glad that I did. Uh, I just based on the contenders who the champions were, that kind of thing. Um, I assumed that you would have to have a baby face winner and a heel winner. They're not going to do two baby faces winning two heels winning. Right. Um, and then also 
you know, you have to look at who the champions are. Uh, so I, I, Obviously, you have to have a heel male winner and a babyface female winner. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, they did everything perfectly. Um, I, yeah. I thought that they built the the drama in the first match where, you know, not, not too many decisions were given out. You know, like each person had one for the majority of the match. That's right. Um, and then in the men's match, you saw more falls so things were a little bit quicker, um, more and more spots, things of that nature. But yeah. honestly, I think that there was more character development in the men's match. Um, if you look at what happened with Axiom, what happened with uh, with JD McDonough, um, yeah, it definitely says something. And I really am coming out of this show wanting to watch the NXT program. So nice. that's, that's working as, as intended. I do agree. I think... This was a really a strong uh, showcase for Axiom. Uh, in most cases, I of course I watch his match. I think he's, he's he's great. But when I saw this match, I was like, okay, now I'm beginning to see the um, oh man, uh, the Hurricane, uh, you know the the Nikki Ash, you know mm -hmm. that type of um thing that they can do with him, which is like perfect for kids of course <laughs> yeah. you know but I, ho hopefully they don't make him like as corny as as those honestly i don't think they're going to do now yeah. if 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 our guy was in charge mr mcmahon then it would be of course um of course but yeah <laughs> he'd be but doing I, math problems down to the ring <laughs> right but they really showcased him and then mcdonald yeah man but i why can't they give this guy a win Almost for anything, it's like every match. I, I I've been telling you how I've been, how he's been really, he's really showcased himself for me. I mean, he has got star written all over him. Oh yeah, but you wouldn't think that when every match he seems to be in, if he's not winning or he's not even getting any falls in this match, where am I missing with McDonough? I think that what we're seeing is the origin story. Okay, I th I think that you know, realistically, it stood out like a sore thumb that he was the only one in the match that didn't get a single, a single victory. He didn't, right. he didn't pin anybody. Right. And he was the, and everybody else in the match had two. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> it's not like in the women's match where, you know, everybody had one and then the winner had two. No, in the men's match, everyone had two except McDonough who got nothing. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to use this as essentially an origin story peel him off into a new direction of a character and mm -hmm. let him run with this. Uh, he's, he's very, very good character wise. And uh, based on the things that he's done previously. And I, I, I think that he'll be able to take this and run with it. If, yeah. they, if they go this route and hopefully they do. Sure. Sure. Uh, the only last thing I, I would mention from deadline is that we do have a new NXT tag team champions. You had new day. And, yes. you know, shout out to them, man. I mean, that was, first off, a, a great match. I mean, it really made uh, Pretty Deadly seem like they need to be already on the main roster. That's how great that match looked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, and it just, just shows how great New Day is still. I mean, I'm not surprised at it, but I mean, just, uh, they it was just such a great match. And it's great to see that they have now uh, added another uh, title to the notch of all the titles that they have won. So. I'm I'm interested to see where this goes from now.
Without a doubt. And one thing that's really cool is with that uh, tag team title victory, Kofi Kingston, they said it on commentary, Kofi Kingston now holds the record in WWE history for the num uh, the most title reigns in a tag team. Uh, so regardless of who his partners have been, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. And yeah, so he now holds that that record solely uh, with 15 wins, which is huge. That's, that is. that's monstrous. It is. So um, yeah, I, I think the one thing that stood out for me with this match, mm -hmm. as you said, pretty deadly, even though they lost this match, they came off looking like a million bucks. They did. <laughs> um, and quite honestly, we saw what was done when they sent a main roster talent down to NXT uh, that they weren't doing anything with in Dolph Ziggler. That mm. even you know got people excited about Dolph fucking Ziggler for the <laughs> first time in how many years? Right. So I, realistically, I think that, yes, they can help to rejuvenate this tag division yeah. in NXT. And yeah, that was one other reason why I'm excited to see an NXT show is to see the New Day and how they're going to, to fit into the landscape of things uh, and hopefully bring a lot of these other teams along. Right. Absolutely. Um, overall, I thought I thought Deadline was great, man. I don't know if you have any other uh, highlights you want to mention on the show, but um, I mean that right there was it was just it was overall it was it was it was a well put together show, without a doubt, man. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, you know, we gave it a lot of, uh, or you know, I gave it a lot of uh, criticism on you know all the different rules and everything like that. Sure. But in action, it act it, it flowed. Everything flowed, um, and there was no kind of quirkiness with it. Right. Um, I even, you know, I, I like the fact that they mentioned on commentary the strategy of actually wanting to be in the match from the beginning. That way you could earn the most falls and things like that. It, right. it definitely is a good kind of approach to what we usually see. So good on yeah. NXT creative and, and the people that put those matches together. Absolutely. Um, over to Raw. I um I, I wrote down a lot, but the I, I would say probably the thing that really stood out to me during that was um uh, the uh, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins the 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 face to face the um I, I'm I really like this kind of build that they're having uh, between uh, these two that you know it really seems like it's a really good rivalry. It's really selling the idea of man, you know they. <laughs> You know they really want to tear each other apart because they they want to get this you know title eventually, and um, you know it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But I that was one thing that really stood out. Another thing, Solo Sokoa ripping Riddle a new one. <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty telling as well. Uh, and then just walked away like he just didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, they're they're continuing to build him up, man. They are. That, it's awesome to see what they've done with Solo on on the main roster, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but outside of that, I didn't put to, too many other things. I mean, uh, it was cool to see uh, Akira Tozawa have a match. Um, of course, he lost to Dominic, but I like to I like Akira. You know, he was so it was good to kind of see him into a match but um i mean overall raw was you know, it was good um of course they had two triple threat matches alexa bliss won hers and bailey uh won hers so as they continue to um i guess work their way to this weekend show 
um, man, you don't know how, how it's going to end up ending. I, you know, just going off of that, it, it leads me to believe that they're going to have, you know, Bianca versus bliss, uh, at the Royal rumble. Mm -hmm. And, uh, who knows where they go from there, but obviously they've been talking for a while that, uh, that, that women's match over on the raw side is going to be Bianca defending against Rhea Ripley. So Mm. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how they get there, and uh, yeah, yeah, the Royal Rumble is always is always a fun event to watch. So yeah. it's uh, it's good to see that we're working our way toward it for sure. Yeah, I mean, we only got oh, and uh, and by the way, it was funny you mentioned Dolph Ziggler. He actually made an appearance back onto Raw again as he, he inter <laughs> as he interfered with Ali in the Austin Theory's match. So. So yeah, you know, we got Dolph. But other than that, that was uh, that was that was raw. I don't know if there's anything else that uh, you want to add to that, but that was about it. <laughs> nothing, nothing really to add, sir. Yeah. Um, just sticking to WWE, I thought SmackDown. If I had to choose a, a well, it'd be the show of the week. It would be NXT. But if if it wasn't the pay per view, more likely would have been uh, SmackDown because I really do enjoy the New Day and Ricochet versus the Imperium uh, match. I actually thought that was a a premium live event style type match. Once again, it's it's the New Day that's in that match, but I also think they did a good job with Ricochet, uh, showing as if he. He has a chance against Guther. I think, you know, although we're looking at it going, we know how this is going to go. That match made it made it seem like, oh, well, okay, well, maybe there's a chance, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and the story was tell was told. Well, um, in fact, I mean, Imperium at one point was just dominating on on most of New Day. And I was like, dude, I mean, these guys are just uh, I mean, it was it was overall it was just it was just put together just for me, wanted to see more of this particular match. That's really what stood out to me. There was a lot of other things that took place during this show. Uh, but how about you? Anything on SmackDown that um, that uh, you, you, you would call out on? I mean, I, I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. It's smart that they're building up Ricochet as having some shred of credibility toward Gunther. Um, yeah, we all know how that one's going to turn out. But then again, WWE... They uh, they've gotten a lot of really good practice at being able to you know slide in little slivers of doubt here and there. Right. I mean, just look at the last two years with Roman Reigns and the Usos being untouchable. That's right. Um, they've done they've done a good job of you know building up contenders uh, out of in some cases nothing uh, yeah. for these guys. So I think that you know that's definitely working to their advantage for sure. Uh, it just we know how it's going to end. Hopefully <laughs> it ends, you know, Sheamus winning the IC championship at WrestleMania from mm -hmm. Gunther, giving him the only title that he hasn't won in WWE on the biggest stage. He can cap off the career. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I also wanted to mention off of SmackDown, shout out to that promo with uh, LA Knight. I'm, that's another, uh, um, this whole thing, I'm I'm looking storyline. I'm looking into. This is really coming out to be great uh, with that with him and Bray, and um, put together well. And L.A. Knight, I mean, he, what makes him great is not only him just being good in the ring, but 
God, he's got the promo chops down mm-hmm. to a T. And uh, not not to mention, he's he's one of the smartest characters in pro wrestling. The lights got cut out, and what was his first instinct? Let me turn on the flashlight on my phone. <laughs> Seriously, like yes. no one in the history of wrestling has ever thought to do that when the lights go out. He's the first, so right. there you go. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, the storyline. And really just – and really, um, I, I read a, a quick headline. I didn't read the story, but uh, but it was a headline that says something about WWE is using uh, Brace character to, to normalize him, um, which I, 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 didn't, I didn't even catch that, if that's kind of where they're going with it. But – Man, I I really just I it's like I I don't I didn't know where it's going. I still don't know, but it's fascinating to see where it is, you know. And I gotta tell you, if this is Bray's creation, and I don't know if you know more, if this is his creation as well, on top of what he did with the fiend, and on top of him being like this cult leader, dude, this guy. I mean, you may think of him as saying, yeah, you may say it might be somewhat dark or whatever, but dude, this is the most entertaining guy that he who could put something together that just keeps you interested. Yeah. It, definitely multi-layered storylines are awesome to see play out. And we've been seeing this one play out with, you know, the, the logos popping up um, in people's promos and, you know, at random times being in the background. Uh, I talked about ARGs or alternate reality games uh, right. when they started doing the, uh, the white rabbit stuff. And if they can, again, if they just continue down this path with what they're doing, dude, yes, I will be on board. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of really, really good things going on right now. And I think that it's setting the stage for really exciting WrestleMania lead up. Um, and that's, that's the key thing. They're hitting a stride at the, at the best possible time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great. Um, that's all I kind of put on there and uh, shout out to Gunther. We are professional wrestlers. We aren't entertainers. That's just a quote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I did, I did find it kind of funny. The, uh, the pro wrestlers versus sports entertainers gimmick um, has kind of worked its way into WWE with yes. the you know you've got Imperium the bad guys being right. the, the pro wrestlers and you've got the sports entertainers realistically right. yep. the new day um they're they're amazing wrestlers but they're going at it from a sports entertainer kind of an angle it's sure. it's really funny to watch the right. inverse of the you know the BCC JAS feud on WWE TV yeah absolutely absolutely that was the first thing that came to my mind but speaking of AW, man, let's jump right into it. Is there anything you want to call out on that show that uh, Dynamite or Rampage that caught your interest? Is there anything I want to talk about? Well, <laughs> not the whole show. <laughs> I know. But um, so first off, Ricky Starks uh, won the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal uh, to kick off Dynamite. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I was not happy about him winning this this diamond ring opportunity yeah. at the time that it happened at in the moment yeah but then the post-match promo happened yeah did you did you happen to see it at all i haven't bro I, it's recorded but i haven't it, watched it as soon as we're done recording i want you <laughs> to go back and watch this okay. uh ricky starks and mjf had one of the best promo segments i've seen in quite some time on tv mm, okay seriously 
no matter the promotion. Gotcha. Um, MJF, you know, said the quiet parts out loud, calling Starks a dollar store Dwayne, uh, that he stole everything from the rock. Uh, he called him the pebble. Um, the crowd actually did start to chant pebble. Um, and that's where I kind of was worrying that, you know, Ricky Starks, they're going to have this guy, you know, dead to rights because MJF is going to get, you know, get the, the promo battle over on him. But then Ricky Starks got the mic himself and uh, started off by calling MJF maxi pad. So that got the crowd chanting maxi pad. Um, right. And then he, he proceeded to just systematically shred MJF in the promo. Nice. Um, saying that he comes out smelling a paint thinner and ass. Uh, <laughs> everything about MJF is cheap. His shoes, his shirts, his heat. Um, after being completely destroyed on the mic by Ricky Starks, um, MJF kicked Starks in the balls. Ooh. And uh, looked like he was going to hit him with the diamond ring. Um, Starks reversed his way out of it and hit MJF with one of the most interesting looking spears I've seen. Uh, it was it 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 wasn't your normal like gritty like football spear. It was like he soared through the air like an anime character almost and oh took him down. It was it was a really cool kind of a spin on the spear. Yeah. Um. So yeah massive reaction ricky starks holding the title up um as they went to the commercial excellent done excellent job done by Thanks. everybody involved uh ricky starks is fucking over like rover yeah um, crazy reaction um we uh we did get some explanation from regal for why he did what he did to john moxley he said that he had one last lesson to teach Moxley, and that was to always watch his back. But then if you remember what happened, he allowed MJF to stand behind him in his last appearance on AEW TV and clock him in the back of the head. Right, right, right. This this just fell on its ass. It sucked. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that they did try to tie it up with something, but there was just no way to tie this up. It was... Right. Not good. Um, thankfully, though, they are all on their way to doing other things, which is great. Um, we did get uh, the acclaimed defeating FTR in the main event of Dynamite. Mm. Um, in all reality, this match is one of those marquee wins for the acclaimed. Um, 15 minutes of back and forth action. Um, I, I think that it goes without saying that these guys just on the paper are going to bring it every single time. Um, but they did, they absolutely crushed it and they, you know, the match was clean. There was no sort of bullshit chicanery, no outside interference, mm -hmm. anything of that nature. Um, and plus after the end of this match, we got the announcement that FTR were going to be defending their ROH World Tag Team titles against the Briscoes in a double dog collar match at Final Battle, which happened on Saturday. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Nice. That, that, was, uh, that was a really solid event, too. But uh, I don't know if, if you wanted to talk about uh, anything else uh, in the meantime or whatnot, but. No, so that and that was pretty much rampage. Was there anything uh, on dynamite at all, or? Well, so or that you... was that was all dynamite. And oh, that... then so rampage. Rampage, yes, that's my man. Rampage. Uh, Moxley. Um, Moxley defeated uh, Kanosuke Takeshita. Um, 
it's really a shame that Michaels isn't on the show tonight uh, <laughs> to talk shit about how much Moxley bled in this match. Now, <laughs> I don't know if it was because of a hard way kick um, because it was right after he got a really kind of a stiff kick from Takeshita mm -hmm. uh, that just may have opened him up. Um, but yeah, dude, it, like typical Moxley crimson mask yeah. for a match that was watched by maybe 300,000 people. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it, the thing is going into final battle, uh, Tony Khan mentioned that he was going to change up how he was doing things on rampage and that they were going to use some of the analytics uh, that they have been acquiring um, and the people that actually drew in the rampage time slots were going to be the people that he featured on rampage. Okay. So thus Moxley and Takeshita, uh, both guys have been on the show. Both guys, you know, have increased numbers um, while they've been on the air on Fridays. So right. yeah, I think that we're going to start to hopefully see the road back to prominence or at least to relevance for rampage. So Nice. Well, with that, I only have really one thing to mention with um, Impact Wrestling, but while we're doing that, we can let you know what's going to be coming up on the three counts because we got some really good topics that's going to be there. So there you go right there. And just make sure that, as always, you are subscribed to one of our uh, social media platforms and you should be able to get the notification when we go on live so impact wrestling man really the only thing that needs to be talked about is josh alexander versus speedball mike bailey that's it this match went on for almost an hour i wasn't even expecting that i'm just being honest i thought that this was going to be I, I don't know why I thought it, but I, I, because this wasn't, it wasn't a real match. It wasn't supposed to happen. Okay. Josh Alexander was calling out, uh, uh, Bully Ray. He still, he wants, he, he look, <laughs> Bully Ray put his hand on, on his wife. So he's ready to beat his ass right now. He's not trying to wait into January of the, um, their, their pay per view. So he's trying to get hands on them now. But of course, Bully Ray's like, I'm not playing that game. I see you at the pay per view. But Josh went out there and had an open challenge. And who comes out? Speedball Mike Bailey. Now I'm like, okay, sign me up for this. It's going to be great. But I'm thinking, okay, at the most, I'm going to get about maybe 20 minutes. But Mike Bailey's going to take this, this L and we could continue with the show. No, this thing went on at, at the top of the hour all the way to the end, up to the point where there's only 20 seconds left because they were counting down. It was a one-hour, 60-minute match. 20 seconds left before Josh Alexander uh, finished, uh, used his finisher twice on Mike Bailey. But, guys, you had no idea where this was going to go. I knew more likely Josh was going to win, but Mike is just so dope that you're like, <laughs> what's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. That is definitely, if I had a two-sweet for the week, that would definitely be it. Uh, I would recommend anyone, if you can – I know it's always a challenge to get uh, a hold of Impact Wrestling unless you have access TV, uh, which I do have it on Direct TV, which is how I'm able to watch it. But if you're able to get your hands on that match, it's worth seeing. I mean, it's a phenomenal match, and and again, they, uh, you know, Mike Bailey, he, he's like, hey, you want to fight somebody? 
I'll come out and do it. And I, and this was one hell of a match, man. Hell yeah, man. Um, one thing that's awesome and it, it really is kind of, uh, kind of cool that, that this happened, Mm -hmm. um, back in May, uh, if you'll remember, um, Josh Alexander wrestled Mike Bailey and it was the first time that they had ever done it. They wrestled here in Vegas as part of the, uh, you know, the, the double or nothing weekend, uh, on a wrestling revolver show. And, uh, as that match ended, uh, they both looked at each other while they were out there and they were like, we're going to do this again. And to see that match and to see how viral it got because it was such a good match and that it went for damn near an hour. Wow. I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with that. Good stuff on that. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much the show. Um, I guess, I guess now that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Diener murdered, uh, (laughs) Eric young, uh, he's now going to be the leader of this, uh, of, of the new group. I forgot what they, they call themselves, but, um, but what's interesting about these guys, as I was watching the show, Diener does his hands the same way when he's standing. Cause he's a leader of this, this group or whatever, like Gacy. So that whole kind of, you know, so I'm no, I'm like, okay, well he's, he's doing the same hand sort of gestures as he's watching the beat down of one of his guys beat down. He now he's not smiling like sometimes you know what Gacy does, but he just has this kind of still look, but he keeps his 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 hands like that. So I'm like, okay, you know, you know, well, I guess what else can you do with your fingers, you know? But anyway, we'll see where that goes with Diener. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that that's a pretty um storied kind of uh hand gesture. Uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of extremely powerful people hold their hands exactly like that. Ah, so they're, um, if you want to look into it, I'm not going to go into detail here, but yeah, it's, it's definitely on purpose by both factions for sure. Got you. Okay. See the things you learn, man. I tell you the more, you know, (laughs) the more, you know, all right. That is our, uh, wrestling talk. Can I talk for just a couple of minutes about final battle actually? Oh, please. I totally forgot my bad. Yes, please. Um, so final battle was fucking awesome uh this was my show of the week okay um and yeah yeah it was it was that good um shout out to brian cage toa leona and bishop khan on becoming the new roh world six-man champions um so yeah they defeated uh, dalton castle and the boys um there were a lot of title changes on this on this card um such as wheeler yuda defeating daniel garcia uh to recapture the pure championship um, really, really good match. Great usage of the pure rules, um, especially revolving around the rope breaks. Uh, Yuta becomes a two-time champion. Uh, these two need to get away from each other now, though. So yeah. new character direction. Uh, spiral them away from each other, please. Um, I know that I say this about going and watching things, mm-hmm. but I mean this. Briscoe's defeating FTR in a double dog collar match to recapture the ROH world tag team titles. And for the Briscoes, that was their 13th world championship win, wow. uh, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, absolutely killer blow off to this feud. Um, I'm not joking when I say that it is a match of the year candidate uh, 25 minutes. 
And it is it it was exactly as you think it was going to be when I say FTR versus Briscoes in a dog collar match. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's put it this way. The Briscoes came to the ring wearing the black overcoats. And uh, if you know anything about uh, about the Briscoes, when they wear those black overcoats, yeah, they're going to war. Right. And uh, FTR came out wearing the white trunks. So, I mean, you <laughs> knew that there was just going to be bloodshed. Um, and it was going to be barbaric, but it, the good thing is, is that it was barbaric without losing psychology. Ah, okay. It wasn't just, Oh, we're going to shed buckets of blood just to shed buckets of blood. Yeah. So very, very well done. And I think we are starting to see them taking titles away from FTR. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose those, uh, new Japan IWGP titles, January 4th. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose those AAA titles uh, the next uh, AAA show. Um, wow. Yeah, so yeah. interesting. And then last but not least, Claudio Castagnoli defeats Chris Jericho to win the ROH World Championship for his second time. Wow. The reign of the Ocho is over. Uh, this actually would have been Jericho's eighth successful title defense, so kind of a, an interesting little tidbit there. Yeah. Um, I personally went into this match fully thinking that Jericho was going to win and that we were going to get Claudio in the JAS. That did not mm -hmm. happen. And um, Jericho tapped out to the giant swing. Oh. Yeah. He tapped out in the swing. Jericho spun him about 30 times. 30 Sweet. times impact. Yeah. And Jericho tapped out in midair. <laughs> it was it was a very cool finish completely unexpected it, dude yeah it, awesome awesome shit great show exactly what roh needed and being such a fan of roh as i as i am i i slipped up on not not seeing that but i'm gonna go back and and um and take a look and and see because i guess the whole thing i i, I guess with I guess the problem with me is now I would used to watch Ring of Honor on a weekly basis, and they don't have that that type of show now. Yeah, you, you get little bits of it as you know watching the main programming. Right. So, um, so I I, I don't I just kind of tap out of it sometimes, but that is something I would want to see. Uh, you know, see how they're putting all this together, and um, and see how that all came about. So, shout out to uh. Claudio. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, also shout out to Athena uh, who defeated oh. Mercedes Martinez to finally win a singles title. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, long overdue for Athena. And it's good that it actually happened in her home state. So yeah, she got to uh, win a title in front of her parents and family and friends. Awesome stuff. Cool, man. All right. I think we got it all now. That is going to be our wrestling talk for the week. Our three count, again, it's coming up. If you are watching us live, make sure you jump onto that. If you won't be on live, download Tuesday's episode as we going to talk about a few things. I know Sasha Banks is in the story, and um, I think actually ROH is a little bit. is actually going to be in that story as well. And... Um, and then we're going to boast on ourselves a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, make sure you tune in and listen. All right. Until then, we will see you guys 
uh, next week, and hopefully the uh, the whole crew will be back. All right, peace. Vegas bad boys of podcasting.